Hello and welcome back to another episode of Podcast Assemble, the show where you come for your rambling geeky download. My name's Tommy and I am delighted, as always, to be joined by my friend and co-host from across the pond. It's our resident liberated ape of the pod, DL. How are you, mate? That's offensive. <laughs> that is very offensive. You're liberated. I've, I've been tan and you called me an ape. Oh, wow. <laughs> that is rude. I mean, that is absolutely out. Uncaught. Sorry, man. Wow. Wow. Everyone's more tan than me. I went like, there. Three weeks in the UK does not help. I don't help. think you can get tan. Ha ha, very ha. No, he, he doesn't like this chat, but I'm, I've never, I've never seen it, but you, you have I've seen it seen many it. times. <laughs> I've never seen it. What do you want me to do over uh, here? Do you want me to go? I am a liberated ape. Yeah. <laughs> because I am American. Little shit. The land of the free. <laughs> and I am a homo sapien. You, you're, you're a lot Which of is a common descendant, a common ancestor to the apes. Good. I'm glad so we're getting this Everything down. you said. <laughs> stands out it's somewhat true it i like out. that a lot yeah. i like that a lot and i even liked the movie that we're going to talk about today which is follow on from last week's ri- rise did we do rise last week what's Man, the you first really one can't. you're like this is like I'm me and my so christmas lost. you can't you can't do it we did rise last week this is the dawn and this was yesterday like so for people behind the curtain dl's about to go away for a bit of a, a, a holiday yeah. bless his soul he yeah. deserves a holiday after all the holiday we've just had i just you and, know um, i need always i need a holiday we literally recorded rise of the planet of the apes yesterday so <laughs> and now it's the dawn of the planet it's the of dawn, the dawn and i have no idea which one's which isn't <laughs> doesn't the dawn come before the rise you would have thought that right didn't, like that's what's confusing me the naming convention yeah the dawn should like the first one should be the dawn of the planet of the also Age. like didn't the fucking person who wrote the title of this have any kind of english grammar like teacher there's a lot of prepositions here dawn the of dawn the of the planet, planet of, of the, the apes. apes it's just a mouthful it's dot per at pa no wait wait why wouldn't you just say dot, the dawn of the apes dot per atta dot per atta yeah, abbreviated. It's definitely easier. Even though it is a mouthful, it's easier to actually say the name than your Absolutely. But what I was just <laughs> call, call it the Dawn of the Apes. Don't, I mean, that's the first movie. The first movie is the Dawn. No, and then a, well, it's all about the rise of them. And then it's the no, war it's for the planet. The, the opposite. Apes. But you could say, what? well, I'm saying you're right. It should be, but. You only rise at dawn, so dawn has to come first. That's what I agree. <laughs> We're saying the same thing. The rise of the apes, the dawn of the apes, <laughs> so, and the. The the war the the, the bedtime of the apes <laughs> the sleep the sleepy the bedtime. noon of the planet of the apes should be the last the one midday the, yeah the siesta the of high the tea of the, of the planet I'm of the looking apes. forward to the siesta of the planet of the apes that's gonna be a fun one oh dear. dude what have you been doing in the last twenty four hours how have you been oh man I've been doing quite a bit <laughs> actually there was a fair amount like the tennis happened yesterday did you yeah, see any of the tennis I, I didn't see the tennis because oh, I was watching this such a good game yeah I'm, I was a bit bummed about that you, you know what's frustrating about that game so the game was amazing yeah, right you so, tell me about it because I. I didn't watch the sports center. I didn't get the <laughs> Medvedev, who was the, the highest ranking seed left in the tournament, went two sets to love up. So normally in tennis, that's a good thing. Yes. This isn't a sports podcast. I'm not going to get too deep into this. But yeah, two sets to love up. Like he's the highest ranked player playing amazingly. However, the dude who knocked out Novak Djokovic in the previous round, also a very good tennis player, came back and smashed him. And it was amazing. Came back and won 5-2. Five two three two. Who is this guy? Uh, he's an, he's a young Italian. He's like twenty two. He's called Sinner. Oh, we watched him the other day, didn't? Yeah, we? yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah. My favorite bit about him is the, my sorry. My favorite bit about this amazing game of tennis is the fact that Medvedev went two two sets to love up, and my delightful partner was like, "I'm tired. Let's go to bed. He's clearly going to win." And we went to bed, and old mate came back and smashed it. I'm so frustrated. I was going for Sinner the whole time. Yeah, well, good reaction he, there, mate. <laughs> I didn't see the game, so I appreciate. <laughs> That we did watch this guy, and he was pretty cool. He was, he was awesome. 
I've never seen him before that, and I didn't see the game. So I, I, I think it was a good tennis match. If it sounds what like you've described. I'll never know. But like, you know, you're describing it. I'm I'll not never be it. in that moment to watch that tennis match again. Sorry, there was a little bit of a blank space there. there. Was a like, I'm just trying to, to I'm just connect. trying to like figure out what to say about some match. Great, good job, dude. Well, I'll tell you something that you can absolutely, yeah. uh, you can absolutely comment on was the fact that our uh, most anticipated of 2024 came out a week or so ago. And people have got opinions. Though we miss things or about the idiocy of my picks? Well, I mean, somewhere, little column A, little column yeah. B, somewhere in the middle. No, it's more about the fact we missed a couple. I didn't go deep enough on a couple of things. So my brother called out one of these and we had a couple of friends of the show call out the fact that we didn't talk enough about the fact that there is a trilogy of Sony Spider-Man movies coming out this year. A full fucking trilogy. There's Madam Web. Oh, there's Craven the Hunter, and then there's the third Venom movie, which I didn't, I completely thought there was even a second Venom movie. I don't think I ever saw the second Venom. I feel like I haven't either, but you're, I the, would one who watch always, it. you're the one who always makes fun of me for not seeing it, so you must have seen I, it. It's not that I'm like, making fun of you. I just think like it, of the bad Sony Spider-Man movies, it's definitely the best. It's up there. Well, I mean, it's Tom Hardy. It's interesting. <laughs> the, uh, we did mention what it about the other in two? passing. We mentioned yeah, know, it in but... passing. We didn't deep dive. You're right. A trilogy of them. Do you reckon uh, they're going to come together yet? What do you, what do you mean? <laughs> Avengers stuff. <style. laughs> like the, Madam Web's Madam gonna Web going to team up with Craven at the end of the movies. <laughs> I hope I hope so. Wouldn't that be something? <laughs> My favorite part about this is is I think you're going to be away when Madam Web comes out. Is Thank that right? Fuck. Are you away? Uh when does it come out? Uh, I think it comes out around the 14th of Feb. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm Are you back? No, that is literally like a three day period where I'm still here. Oh, perfect. But I leave on the 16th. Yeah. We've got free tickets. We can go. <laughs> oh, joy. <laughs> My partner brought back oh, some joy. free tickets for work. So we get to see that movie completely free. Uh, I can't wait. Yes. Well, I will say this you know, there's, we did talk about it in the pod and we, we acknowledged that it will be the worst movie of the year. Of the year. One of those two. And oh. it's so bad that we don't even count it as one of the worst movie predictions because it's like immune to that. Well, I mentioned my brother men- mentioned this to me as well. So we didn't talk about, and I and I know I didn't talk about it for a reason, but I, I thought maybe you'd bring it up as one of the, you know, worst potential moves of the year. Bad Boys Four is coming out this year now. <laughs> like, what is this going to be? What I mean, there's plenty of material you can make it about. Stop it! Did you see Bad Boys Three? No. Technical Bad Boys for Life, which ruins the fact they now can't use Bad Boys for Life for the next one for like the number four. Ah, yeah, so that's a mistake. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. But I, no, I didn't see it. But I mean, surely they can so think of bad. something. It is so bad. It's like, oh. is it just because Martin Lawrence is, sucks? They're or? just old and fat. And they, that's the whole joke of the right, movie. Will Smith is not fat. No, he's not, but Martin Lawrence is. Yeah, he and, is. And like, that's the whole joke yeah. of the movie. And then, like, and it's played out after like 15 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> they keep, Will Smith, keep he feels like, did it. a lot of ad libbing that just like, you know, eventually like wore off like we're just like okay it's not funny anymore I like mean, all his big performances i feel like he was just like enthusiastically ad-libbing and now i'm just kind of like oh well <laughs> you haven't done much new and you slapped chris rock and I i'm mean, kind of off you i wonder if they'll surely that's got to come up in something at some point what him slapping him he did he oh. talked about it in one of his stand-ups oh i mean like in a movie like is he gonna uh, slap someone in a movie he's oh, gonna make i think a joke? he's probably pretty ashamed of it I really he will yeah all right okay is it just me or does Chris Rock look like he's had a lot of work done? Lately? Yes. I, I mean, th- yeah. when he gets slapped yeah. in the face, like yeah. I'm surprised Will could like, his hand didn't like shatter. shatter. <laughs> yeah. Also, is it just me or is Chris Rock like not that funny anymore? No, 
was never in the first place. I'm nah, so you had glad a couple, you said this. He had a couple really good special. He had that one actually that was massively funny. Oh, stand up. Sorry, I yeah. thought we were talking about movies. Movies, well, he is movies, not funny. movies is definitely not funny at all. Stand up, even okay. his stand up. I'm like, it's the same thing. Cadence. Th- I don't know. I saw his recent one and I wasn't that impressed. Don't love him. Yeah, I feel like there's better impressed. Chris's out there. There's a lot of Chris's for stand up. I mean, just in general, mm, yes. <laughs> there's a lot of better yeah. Chris's. Pick one. <laughs> there's there's plenty of Chris's. Hey guys, look, if you want to hear us continue bantering about our weeks, feel free to stick around. There will be time codes in the description if you want to jump around. As always, supplied by editing master Mr. Matthew Bliss of blissy.fm. We'll also give you his details at the end of the show, so stick around for them if you want someone to master your podcast. But DL. Yes, yes, yes. Question for you. On a scale of one to five dawns for the apes, I don't know where I'm going with this. <laughs> How many stars should the listeners give our podcast on their podcast? Ch- they catcher of give choice. Us five apes. Five apes. Yes. Wowza. I think five, an ape could five do ape five ape. stars. Five apes. It's that. Remember easy. what a bape was? Oh yeah, it was that weird little monkey thing. It was like a monkey sweatshirt. They should give us five of those. Yeah, I feel like five bape sweatshirts. I feel like those apps are so easy. Even an ape could do it. Could yes. give us five, five stars. Five ape. Uh, They've what got posing thumbs. What do you call them? NFTs, non-fungible tokens, oh, look, five, of, five of something. Don't give us them. They're not worth anything. But we yeah. appreciate it if you give us a five-star review. That would actually really help us out with algorithms, stuff we don't understand. We really appreciate it if you do. DL, what have you been up to in the last day? <laughs> last day? I saw, I saw Pete Davidson's special. That oh, yeah. Was, uh, How was that? Yeah, it was, I, I liked it. It was funny. I, I, was, I was pretty surprised that he hadn't had one in so long because he's been like in the public eye. But I guess he does SNL. Yeah, he probably right. doesn't have as much time to do like normal stand up, and he's just like, is he funny? Banging I've every got... chick. Yeah, I mean, literally, maybe he's pretty busy. Um, I, I have no, I, I have I, no context on him other than what I've seen. In the there media. was some funny parts for sure. Okay. I, I thought it was funny. It wasn't like I wasn't like belly laughing, like right. But it's like I would say it's above above mediocre, not quite above mediocre. It's above average. He's mediocre. No, above B grade, above mediocre. Oh, I thought. You- I thought you were saying like mediocre works perfectly because mediocre is sort of like a BC. Yeah, I get it. Above it's, it's a beautiful joke. I wish, have, I wish you'd have actually thought of that Maybe as a joke. Keep it. <laughs> well, I think B is above average. Uh, B probably is. Yeah. C is. Yeah. But below B. Anyway. The, uh, the, Give me more things about Pete no, Davidson. I, I would just say that like there's a lot of stand up that's like, oh, okay, so, like, it's a little bit better than the average stuff. There was one thing that like kind of struck home with me because I recently had to, I, I think I had one of the movies recently I had to rent. Annoyingly, we've had to rent a few of the movies on which Apple. We didn't really want to rent. I can't remember which one it was. I can bet you any money it was either. It was the swarm. The swarm. It was the swarm. <laughs> it was the or, swarm. Or the Wicker Man. It might have been both. Because I definitely had to pay both. for both. Anyway, I, interestingly, I actually have a, a physical DVD copy of the Wicker Man because I couldn't find it online anywhere until friend of the show Riggs, who's going to be coming on at some point very soon. Actually sent me a link to what like John's random. Oh no, we websites. I watched on that. We yeah. found like a random yeah. streaming site. You're right. Yeah, so it was definitely uh, the swamp. Which point who, being, who wanted to pay for that? No one. No one did. Great content. But though. Did you want to, great content? Though. Did you want to buy it? Is the question. <laughs> no, because there was a uh, he had a bit where he was like fucking man. Like I hate these the algorithms. These these companies they have it down. Like right, Apple. Like they're trying to make me fucking. He's like. I, Try and rent a movie. It's like three fifty to rent, five dollars to buy. He's like, oh, "Fuck see. you, Apple, making yeah. <laughs> me buy Jeepers Creepers too." Like, <laughs> and I like kind of struck home. And then I was like, "Should I? Should I try this out?" Well, let's should, look into this live yeah. on air. Why don't you? What, I, what I will because I was like, actually, that's really really smart. Like, and for like crappy movies like that, you totally. should make it close. But then like something like 
you know, uh, Lord of the critically Rings. Acclaimed, acclaimed like Lord of the Rings or Inception, you'd think it would be more expensive. Let's see. I'm, well, I'm going into let's Apple go, Let's do something terrible. Like the swarm. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we had to actually make this decision. <laughs> how much is the swarm versus? Uh, actually, his, his, his whole entire stand-up skit falls apart. Oh, okay. The swarm is $15 to buy. Whoa. $5 to rent. No on wonder what, I rented on what, it. Apple? On Apple, yeah. Apple, fuck Surely you. Surely not. $15 to buy that movie. Who's paying that for a film from 1978? I bet you literally like less than five people have done that <laughs> in their entire life like no in the entire existence of this being on it. i would say we are probably among the top two people to have I rented think that, that there movie. may only be two renters this year hello well not <laughs> this year last year let's be frank oh uh, fair yeah that's interesting so is pete davidson worth a watch and would you recommend i uh, i would recommend okay all right it was like iffy though <laughs> there was a there was some funny jokes there was really but like there was also somewhere like he talks about this stalker oh all right. and that part got a bit weird but then he had he talks another another bit is about like how he thought he was gay because he was so into Leonardo DiCaprio when he was a kid. <laughs> I mean, and it was, we, we it can was, absolutely. It was pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, we can absolutely sympathize with that. It was actually pretty funny. Like that one, I was laughing pretty hard. Okay, all right. That whole bit. Is it worth me going and checking out? Yeah, you? I would say so. All right, okay. Yeah, I would say Who so. do you liken him to? Because I don't, I've, I've not, like I say, no gauge on him. He, it's weird because he's kind of like a bro comedian. Oh. Like he's Does not. Does he talk about any of his conquests in the show? He, he is, he doesn't talk about his specific conquests. He does have a lot of sex jokes. Yeah. Mm. And you're like, like to the, and it says it in a way like, like he, you, you get, tell, he is. gets laid. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But like, he's, he's not like super like, you know me, I'm the big, I get like, he's very subtle about it, which is probably why he gets so much pussy. Probably. Honestly. That and never kisses and tells. Do you think he's just like a tripod? He must. Like, he's pretty tall. He's tall. Oh, he's tall. Uh, he, there it is. That's what he is. I mean, he's I, pretty tall. Like, he I mean, looks I mean, like I mean, ha- I'm just saying if it's proportional. Sure. Yes. To me, he looks like a heroin addict. I have no idea why all these attractive he women. Does, well, he's got that weird goth chic. <laughs> okay, he does. Got, I'm, I'm not questioning. Do you think him. like he's he's kind of like the funny emo kid that like chicks are like, oh, he's like kind of weird but also hot, edgy. I see. I saw a great meme the other day that was effectively just like, why do why do guys who are unattractive get laid so much? Why do funny unattractive guys get laid so much? And it was something like, well, your eyes are closed when you're laughing. <laughs> I'm like that's kind of kind of dark but funny at the same time. He's not he's not like unattractive. Yeah, for sure. He's just pale. I, I, he I, just looks like he might have done heroin before. I mean, he does talk a lot about might. drugs on his commute on his bet. on his special. He's yeah. definitely got like a little problem somewhere along the line. No, he he does a lot of rack. <laughs> <laughs> he talks about it like enough on the show that you're like, yeah, he's does. definitely a raccoon. Yeah, yeah, yeah big he's, a, he's a big. I mean, he, in many ways, okay, the big bags under the eyes. Y- you could see yeah, it. He literally, literally looks like he lives in a bin. Yeah, that's so interesting. Like I say, I don't have a gauge on him outside of you know the tabloids and what they say about him hooking up with all these famous humans. And I'm like, all right, there must be something I about he's it. Just like pretty funny. He's pretty Tall. confident, and Has he's a massive dude. And yeah. <laughs> And he's just capitalizing. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, you know, John Mulaney's a big like friend of his. Okay. Interesting. Because in Mulaney's second thing, when he came back from rehab, that uh, he talks a lot about it. Interesting. Yeah. Anyway. I actually watched John Mulaney's stand up when he came out of rehab. Like I his first I one. It. it was all right. I felt like he was. I don't know. He he felt like he was trying a bit too hard. Do you know what I mean? Like trying to recapture the old magic. Trying to be like, yeah, I'm, I'm the old me. I'm not the guy from before. I'm like. Did you do a line before you came out? <laughs> I don't know. I didn't. I didn't get that vibe. I liked it. I okay. liked. I. I, did, I think obviously his first one was like an iconic. Yeah, of course. Special. So it's like hard to top. But I thought it was pretty good. Honestly, I think I turned off the new one. I oh, got wow. a bit like I got a bit done with this shtick. To be fair though, I have watched a lot of um, Big Mouth. 
you know the show that, that he voiced one of the main characters on and like his voice now kind of grates on me a little bit i mean it is a grating voice it is a very great i mean like yeah perfect for that character as yeah, well as like, well as the pig one in, on. in across the universe spider-verse is he oh he's yeah, the pig he's the he's spider pretty fun. I, it's actually perfect he's good for that as well yeah Okay, so I've got a couple of things I'll rattle off yeah, very what quickly. Are you, what, are you, what are you up to, man? Last I have been up hours. to. One of which I actually did over the festive period and completely forgot about until yesterday when I was trying to rack my brain for things I've been up to. Uh, I, I don't know how much, how much you care about this. I think we've talked about it a couple of times. Uh, Doctor Who's back. And it's a thing that I used to love back in the day. Um, it's a hard thing to talk about for someone who has no context on, but Doctor Who... People love Doctor Who. Of course. And like a lot of people. Yeah. And a lot just, of respected podcasters as well. They really do. They always do Doctor Who episodes and I'm like, fuck, can we move on? Because well, I haven't seen it and I'm not going to start. It's too long. <laughs> it's too big. Yeah. That's what you said. It's <laughs> about Pete Davidson. Um, <laughs> in- interestingly, so I have this thing where I'll, I'll flick in and I'll see what the new Doctor's like. Because it's a, it's a rotating Doctor. So like he does yeah. this thing where he regenerates, blah, blah, blah. People know this, except for you. Uh, mm-hmm. I always like to see what the new Doctor looks like they're going to be like. And if I'm down, I'll give it a go. The last two, I've really not been invested. This one looks really fun. Uh, he look, I, I've completely forgotten his name. Apparently, he was in a lot of cool things. Uh, but they also brought back, <laughs> to introduce him, they brought back one of the old ones that everybody really likes. Okay. Good way of doing it. Good way of bringing in a new character. A sandwich. Yeah, you you sort of like easy taste Yeah, knowing that the the old one's not going to be around for uh, longer than three episodes. Uh, so I watched the three with him in. They were a lot of fun, man. Third one, they were all different stories. Very classic Doctor Who. Love that. Third one had uh, Neil Patrick Harris in it, who mm. really shows the pulling power of Doctor Who. You say it's got big fans. Like it's super interesting that they can get Neil Patrick Harris. Do you think he's that big these days? Yeah, he fucking he he does so much stuff. He's in movies. He got his own Netflix show. I haven't seen him in anything. Well, it's, it's clearly not in your zeitgeist. No. But no, I didn't mind him in uh, what was it? Uh, How many mother? Yeah, he's, he's great in that. That was just that, his yeah. kickoff point. Yeah, I think he's. I think he's a, a real entertainer, and he's okay. good in this as well. Like he's got his own little weird character. They're a lot of fun. I kind of miss Doctor Who being good. I just wish they would take away half of the budget and go because the best thing about Doctor Who back in the day when I used to watch it was that it was a bit shit. And the story really had to make up for how shit it was. Mm-hmm. And the stories were always so good. Whereas now it's like the, like the Marvel stuff. Yeah. Just chuck a bit of money at the CGI. It's fine. Who cares? Uh, and they're just, just not as fun. And very quick, I'd recommend that, by the way. If you have watched any of Doctor Who and have maybe fallen off or just want to give it another try, like go and check out the, the Christmas specials. The David Tennant ones are fantastic. The new guy, Shooty something, I've forgotten his second name. That's really bad of me. Uh, he's also looks like a lot of fun. So go and check them out. The other thing I watched and actually made a YouTube video about, now this is quite fun. Uh, I, I made a YouTube video about the new Percy Jackson and the Olympians show on what Disney+. Plus. So the first episode I really enjoyed. Uh, there's a whole YouTube video on it. Go and check it out. Should you, I watched the first episode, obviously you don't have to. Man, it was a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Like, very age-appropriate characters. Quite like the main dude wasn't an annoying kid. It was like, it had all the things I would have wanted in a show like that. And um, I, my, the synopsis of my video is like, yeah, go and watch it. The, the series is going to be great. And I um, I haven't watched any since. <laughs> uh, well, it is it is like a famous book series. Like a tweet yeah, book series. You like, said it yourself. It's you know, got like a lot My brother of... really wanted to, is, was excited for it. I'm going to text him, see if he, I'll text him now. See if he actually liked it, but uh, wait, the show? No, yeah, yeah if, he, if he's seen it, because he was he read the books and was super into them. Well, apparently this. All right, so there was one in around 2010, which was a movie adaptation. 
using a lot of the same beats from like the first couple of episodes, I believe, of this. Yeah. And it was apparently an absolute car crash. Like the characters were too old. They're supposed to be high school kids, but played by 20, you know, like classic American yeah. TV movies, uh, played by like 25 year olds. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you God. Know? Uh, whereas this is actually like kids, age appropriate, looks like a lot of fun, teen dramas. Yeah, I enjoy, like, I, I really enjoyed the first episode, and I'll probably go back to it at some point. I just haven't yet because we've been back. Got Stuff it. has happened. Haven't had a chance. Life happens. You should check it out, though. See if, you, uh, see if your brother's into it. Yeah, Report back like by the end says. of the show. See what he says. I doubt he'll reply to 4 <laughs> But you never know. College kid could, be up. could um, be up. Well, let us know, guys, if there's anything that you've seen that we haven't talked about. We really appreciate it when you send us over recommendations. We appreciate the recommendation for watching Bad Boys for, for Life. 44 Life. I don't know what it's going to be. Uh, that's going to be bad. Life. That's going to be bad, right? Yeah, it'll be bad. There's no way it's going to be good. I don't, I don't think I'm going to watch that. Maybe if we watch it for the podcast, well, oh, just like it's not, not, no, I don't want to. Yeah, good. I'm glad. I'm glad that's how you went with it. Oh, anyway, you can find us at podcastassemble or the podcastassemble.gmail.com. The usual stuff www.podcastassemble.com. Find us everywhere. Send us stuff. Send us memes. What did we say last week? We said something along the lines of memes, news, reviews. Send us them all. <laughs> yeah, we yeah. do appreciate it. We would. Deal. Do you want to preface our main topic? Yes. And cue the theme. It's the main topic theme. Our main topic this week, as we've already hinted at and, and actually just said, is the dawn of the planet of the apes. Oh. Follow up to the rise of the planet of the apes. Predecessor to <laughs> the, the War for the I don't remember, I don't remember what the next one is. This is uh, one of our fantastic anthologies. We are coming back to movies we should have seen but haven't. I know this is one that I hadn't seen prior to coming into this. And they're also kind of in the run up to the new Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, which is coming out mid to late year sometime. Which is another trilogy. Which is going to be another trilogy. And so we kind of wanted to sneak these in before because I've seen a lot about these. And like I said last time, I had to do like a, a whole university thing on them. It was basically I had to create a campaign in quotation marks for mm. this film. So I was like kind of really keen to get into this and give it a real go. So you created a campaign for this film without watching it? Hypothetical campaign for this film. It was, it was. You uh, really didn't do your homework when your homework was watch a movie. No, like as in for <laughs> this movie. I had to do a campaign for the release of this movie. Yes. Does that make sense? I, it does. Why would I watch this movie when I've done the campaign for it? Because to understand how you <laughs> campaign the movie, you want to understand went. the content Did of the movie. Did campaign go well? I don't yeah. know. Like, it's like, what do you mean? Why, why, why do I have to explain this? Like, that's a shocking level of procrastination when your homework is to literally watch a movie. <laughs> That you would like to watch anyway, and you choose not to. You know what's funny? Fucking terrible student. You know, what's, you know what it was? And there's, there's two things here. So I, I, I talked last week about how I watched all of the old ones, including yes. the weird Tim Burton one where he kisses a, a hybrid ape. ape. Yeah. Very odd. Yep. Um, and it was just, just in that weird time period before streamers really took off. So there was no way of getting that first movie, Rise of the Planet of the Apes. Well, there was. Without pirating it. Or renting we just worked out that renting's not that cost efficient, didn't we? Uh, no, we did. Let's not you do could've. that. You could have. <laughs> I could have done, but I fucking didn't. And uh, here we are. Let's do stupid plot summaries. So all I don't, right, all right. I actually have two. So I can say I, more stupid things. I couldn't. I couldn't decide. There was two. So my first one is E2 Koba. <laughs> what? Do you not know what that's? E2 Brute? No, I don't know what that is. It's what what's Julius. It's what Caesar oh, said to his top commander as he stabbed him in the back, Brutus. E2 Brute. Brilliant. It's very famous. That, it's Latin. That is real deep cut. That was high, bro. Just like that. Nice. That Going into season's back. Like now, this is my that. real one. 
if the real world events of 2020 to 2022 had a baby with a Shakespearean tragedy set in Rome with the major plot points of the Lion King, except with apes instead of lions. Facts. That's, that's real deep, buddy. Facts. I like what you did there. All right. Mine. Yeah. Proof that kids can change even the mightiest of apes. Dawn of the Planet of the Apes pits brainy apes and a smattering of humans in a wild competition for the ultimate title of Rulers of the Jungle Gym. That's all I got. I really struggled with this. So this is from director Matt Reeves, who you will know very well as being the director of said The Batman with uh, Batten Pattinson or whatever we said a long time ago. And I was looking at this because I was interested because obviously Rupert Wyatt uh, did the first one, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. I will get that right at some point. Uh, So the reason why I didn't return was due to reported scheduling conflicts and the desire to take on other projects. Apparently, Wyatt explained that the, t- the quick turnaround between movies was too tight for him, and he couldn't fully commit to the project, which makes me kind of sound like he got pushed out for a better director. Like, scheduling conflicts doesn't really... You never know. There, that is a thing. But it's also his... like a thing that people say. Yes. So you never know. And we talked about his CV yesterday. Uh, yesterday It's literally yesterday, but last week we talked about his CV. To you people in the real world, we talked about his CV last week, and it's not huge. And like there isn't a hell of a lot after this, or even before this. So I wonder if he's just not particularly loved in Hollywood. Like maybe he's just not failed up hard enough. Maybe. maybe. He used to fail really hard. Well, anyway, so this film brings Andy Serkis back. We have a couple of new faces. We no longer have Mr. Jameis Franco, thank God. Uh, we yeah, have Jason, Jason Clark as Malcolm, who is from one of the Terminator films. We have Gary Oldman. We have uh, Kerry Russell. We have Toby Kebble. Now, I mentioned him last week because you will recognize uh, Toby Kebble, who plays Cobra in this yep. badass character, as um, Doctor Doom from the bad Fanforsic movie that we did when we were even worse at this than we are now. And you can really see that in, in this performance. You can see that face, that uh, snarl, shall I say. What, what, what did he play in Dawn of the Planet of the Apes? Sorry, I'm, I'm confused. He was Koba. Oh, he was Koba. Yeah, the he was the bad The bad guy. Where so, is this? Where is Koba? I'm trying to... Oh, here he is. He's, he's the one with the badass face yeah, and the, yeah, the milky eye and the scars. He's, he's, no, I know who Koba is. I'm trying thicker. to see what the actor looks like. Next, back, back to back, is that what you're looking for? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it's, a good, it's an interesting one. So, yeah. do you want to give me a little bit of the, the plot of this DL? You know it's set in 2026. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't got much time, boys. We're, uh, we roll into towards... Boys, uh, we are heading to... Uh, Extinction. Yeah, the, uh, the plot here is really, it's like a, there is a, it's set, what, 10 years after the last one then? I th- Yeah, it's 10 years. So. It's 10 years after the last one, I'm pretty sure. Because he says a- 10 winters and two... Without seeing humans. So basically, pretty shortly after the uh, events of the first movie, which, by the way, not having James Franco in this movie, can I just preface by saying it, it made me realize how much how much worse he made that movie. Oh, my God. Because I liked this one much better, even though it was just as heady and like the, as the first. Well, you thought this was heady. I, I thought, thought completely I thought it was completely the opposite. I, it was still heady. It asked it asked different okay. kind of questions. Let's, let's get um, into we'll, that. We'll, we'll dive into that later. But. The uh, my point being, like, it just made me realize how much I actually did not like him in the first. My movie. God, he was one dimensional. But yeah. then saying that though, like Malcolm, the main character in this, who I just mentioned, who is Jason Clark, he's not got a lot of dimensions to him. He's pretty. No, he's, the, the writing is like it didn't do either one of them any favors. No, no. but I just he was a better actor. The guy they threw Malcolm. him like a wife and a kid as like yeah. a, a background. Even yeah. that like didn't change no. the fact he was completely. Dull. Then saying that they're like you don't watch these monster films for the humans. Like, no, look at Godzilla. 
you don't watch that to see Millie Bobby Brown. You watch it to see Godzilla fuck shit up. No, but the, I guess my point is the acting is better. I mean, oh, yeah, yeah, completely. Anyway, net, net, this movie is about a fragile piece between the apes and the humans. Well, not really even a piece because nah, I'm not really sure if they're even nah. exist. They're they like the 10 years after dead. the pandemic, civilization has basically collapsed. There's a pandemic <sighs> called the simian, simian flu, right? It was yeah. caused by the release of the, uh, whatever the hell the virus was. It got well, made the, the virus in the first one. We saw it. Go yeah, I forgot what it was called, though. Yeah. H33 or some shit. Some dumb shit. And uh, that's been spread. Civilization has basically collapsed. There's pockets of humans. We follow basically the apes that have fled that live in the forest that we talked about they're in the last one. they a little colony. And they've grown a little colony, a family. They've got teachers. Isn't they're teaching. They've got tenants. Apes don't kill apes. Tenets in this. Yeah, tenants. <laughs> Um, and then we also follow a ragtag group of humans that have kind of come together and actually like beaten the the horrors of chaos and created some semblance of a civilization, a colony in San Francisco. And it's, in, it's interesting because yeah. within that, there are humans who are naturally immune to the virus. Yes. Well, all the ones that have survived. Basically. The ones who have survived. Yeah. yeah. And, and you know, it's kind of interesting that all their backstories are effectively, they all lost families yeah. um, due, due to this virus. So. The tensions effectively start when the humans try and find a way to get to a dam, which basically between them and the dam, their is colony, the ape colony is the ape colony. Is the ape colony that we, you know, Caesar is now the leader of. Yep. He has a son. He has a wife. They've got their own kind of no, culture. Family. It's very, very cute. Yeah. So that's what we. That's the plot. That's the kickoff point. We follow this through the natural tension of these two, I guess, different communities, both kind of fragile in their own way and desperate yeah. in their own way, like humanity fragile because it was so high and it's fallen so far and they're trying to get back some of the mystique that like was basically like what they probably took for granted as basic absolutely accommodations and the apes who have you know come from nothing and have like kind of found this stability and you know don't want to lose it because they've they came from being in cages absolutely that's a really interesting point you put there and it's fascinating to see how far humans fall without all the stuff we take for granted. And I, I actually have a note here somewhere. I've completely lost it. It's about like, when you see an animal who's that desperate, any animal, whether they're yep. injured, whether they're hungry, they're usually their most dangerous. Whereas humans, we're just, we're just pitiless. We're the worst. At least we are. That's how we're portrayed in this. Like, I feel like there would obviously be different versions of that. But, you know, like the worst of humanity effectively rises to the top, you know, like Gary Oldman's character, who's just, just a military guy. He oh, just he, knows he wasn't that bad, though. I also didn't think didn't that think I, he was the worst of humans. I don't know of that group. You he can, was. you can. What you was can, his motivation at any point in this movie? Give I, me two. Well, well, I guess we're getting off topic, but I would, I would say his motivation is to to lead the community away from literally the equivalent of the story of the road, which is what it was <laughs> before, and and create community and com like common, you know, civilization again. And that's a pretty tough gig. Like, and, and it is a fair, I, I think it is a fair point. Like you, you have to look at the perspective of him where it's like, Hey, if I actually think these apes are going to attack preemptively attack us, it is, it has to be a part of the calculus that you're like, well, we have to prepare to defend mm. ourselves. And if they're not going to let us go take the generator, we are going to fall. We're running out of fuel. We're going to fall back into chaos. Yeah. We got to go take it. It's us versus them. That, that we, we, you. I feel like you have to appreciate both perspectives. Okay. Yeah. I, th I, I think I, that the, the movie is trying to make you, that's the thought, that's the heady sure, shit. It's sure. trying to make you think in this, 
you know, here's two different governors, here's two different leaders, and they have very different problems. How do they think about it? Sure. And maybe yeah. it's because I found so much in the first one. And yeah. I feel like when I was watching this, I found it a lot more straightforward. I feel like the storyline, and, and you can completely disagree with me as much as you want, and that'd be great. Yeah. I just feel like when I was watching this, I was, nothing shocked me in this. And it didn't, I didn't really think too deeply about any of the characters. I just thought, military guy, Gary Oldman's character, who I didn't really follow his motivations. You see like a picture of him with his kids at one point. You're like, oh, we lost people. So did everyone else. Why did that make you so angry? Um, you know, like I understood Cobra's motivations. He was always going to be the one to, to stab mm-hmm. the knife, as you say. Uh, the whole thing, it didn't feel like it, it, it really brought anything new to the table at any point. I don't think that uh, the first movie had any big surprises either. I think it was... It was. It was. I were the first. I was surprised how much I got out of it. That's why. Well, that's because you hadn't. Yeah, you hadn't seen it. I guess. Like now, you're coming in with the expectation of okay, these these writers, if it's the same ones, are interested. I don't know if it is in investigating strong themes, and I'd say this movie did the same. I I would say where the first movie was all about defining like what is consciousness and what is ambition and its implications beyond humanity when we find it. I would say like the second film is more like it sets its sights on like an equally like big target of, hey, what lo- the subject matters around the governing of con- of the conscious and the morally mm-hmm. complex roles, responsibilities and relationships between communities of the governed. Right. And the rulers and those that they're ruling. Like it's it's more about like how how do civilizations run? And there's two different takes. And like, yeah. you know, what what are the moral questions when like you have desperate, desperate people oh, yeah, sure, absolutely. and you have to make decisions? Like, yeah. Well, writers-wise, Rick Jaffa and Amanda Silver were two of the key writers for both. So, I mean, you're absolutely right. Those heady themes, yeah, are sort of highlighted through these, must have come from the good writing. And I and I do agree. But one of the things that really wildly sh- not shocked me, the thing that kept me so engrossed was the CGI in this. Yeah, it was like, good. I thought the first one was good, but holy hell, this is like just a whole other step up. Like we've talked about the Uncanny Valley before, and for anyone who doesn't know what the Uncanny Valley is. It sort of refers to the discomfort we feel when we're encountered with something human-esque or something with human-like qualities, especially with like CGI or like avatars and stuff like that, where it's nearly human, but it's not quite. And it makes you feel a bit like, oh, that's that's not right. A lot of CGI. You see a lot of CGI and you're like, yeah. holy fuck, that's, that's weird. Or like, you know, when you see like the... Uh, the the robots who have like an AI brain totally. and you're like yeah. that looks human but Something's it's clearly off, not yeah. yeah so that's that's what the uncanny valley is but I did not feel that at any point with these to me these looked real yeah they're so, good to like ninety eight percent especially when there was like light yeah like it looked more real when like there was light on the face so so one of the things with CGI is it, people tend to do like stuff with heavy CGI at nighttime because yeah. it's easy to cover up where it's bad whereas this like Full daylight. Yeah. Just like... It looks good. Like close-ups, zooming in and shit. I was like, my God, that yeah. is insane. Yeah. And they've probably got like a lot they can work from in terms of like animals to, you know, scan and stuff. But like, they've got that with humans too. Why <laughs> <laughs> humans look this good? It's just insane. Like, I, I felt at no point uncomfortable looking at these. I felt like it was amazing. Yeah. No, I, I thought the CGI was good. I also did find like the plot to be like... I, I wasn't surprised or shocked like i it was very it was predictable in a lot of ways like you knew what was coming i think in like classic tropes so like not like anything like not anything where i'm like oh this is so tropey and annoying like it was fresh Mm. because of the sci-fi setting and the post-apocalyptic setting but i enjoyed the plot and i enjoyed the characters in it Mm. and it, it wasn't just the cgi that kept me 
it was the acting as well. There was no, I'll say this, there was no James Franco character that I got bored during. That's what I liked about it. There ever, there was no character, like I couldn't find one actor I was like, this guy was terrible. It's interesting. It's interesting because I think with the first movie, it was like highs and lows. Yeah. So for every James Franco, you had a John Lithgow who was amazing. Whereas in this, there was no, personally felt, there was no real standout. So like Gary Oldman, whose, by the way, accent was fucking atrocious. The worst American accent I've heard on screen in a long time. Like everyone was pretty like six out of 10. You know what I mean? Like no one's putting in like the best performance of their career. You know no, I mean? no, but ever I, I think like I talked about last week, the there was no like big tone shifts for me. Sure. It was absolutely. pretty yeah, consistent. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it kept me in pretty much the whole time. And Caesar, I enjoyed the like moral complexity of Caesar. Absolutely. Same. Like the way that and it, it's a continuation of the first movie, but that he's matured and there's more to him. And well, he's the leader and, of the pack yeah, now yeah. In, in terms of he has been for a long time. And it's, yeah. you know, it's when you've been a leader for a long time that people start to think perhaps they might have an opportunity themselves. Uh, one thing I did want to mention as well is like, I was trying to put my finger on like, because this, this is, as you say, a, post, a post-apocalyptic world in many respects. Yeah. But not fully though. Not in the sort of like Mad Max way. And not or, like, not for the apes. Explosion the way. apes, this is, this is bliss. It's that's just the, that's the, the irony. Yeah. yeah. That's, I would call this like a... That's a if juxtaposition. I, if I had to describe this visually, I'd say it's like the last of his world. Yeah. Where nature is taking back over. Nothing catastrophic has happened, like in terms of explosions and stuff like that. It's more that nature has taken its course yeah. over the last 10 years, which I, I love. I actually really like that idea. I mean, we could do with it a little bit, to be fair, but yeah. I, I like that idea. And I think it's cool that, you know, so many humans have been wiped out and they're so desperate and desolate that they, you know, like they, they can't continue the upkeep of these seas. Yeah, I prefer that too. I think the, uh, the other part about like, the whole reason this is like a overall i liked it is yeah. that there is tr- there is like a little and i talked about it a bit before but there's a little like bit of truth to like both sides like you understand why koba oh, yeah. you know he's the villain and if yeah. it was just and, and if he was, looks like the yeah villain, and so a, like, a, like he, the he just King. looks so much and he plays the exact same role mm-hmm. <laughs> like mm-hmm. it's literally that's what my it dumb summary that, but yeah. it's it's like you actually empathize with why he feels the way he oh, completely. does because you're 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 his points are sound it's like mm-hmm. if you let the humans rise again what do you think they're gonna do and my partner what do you like what do you think time. she was like, like yeah she said he's right and, and it's a totally like, morally sound argument like it's like the preemptive strike argument yeah and it's it's more of like this moral moral argument that you're debating between caesar and coba and it's an interesting one and then there's the but then there's the the moral argument about caesar like should he have cut out the bad weed should he have just killed coba Way earlier in the movie, and I mean, personally, just being a realist, that's what I would have done. I'd have just got rid of him, like, act two, act but then one, it's, But then it's like, that's why this, that's why I think this is a pretty heady movie. There's a bunch of moral fiber complexity. Like, yep. then it's like the minority report thing. Sure. Like, can you kill someone before they've actually done anything to deserve it? He All he was doing was voicing his opinion mm-hmm. into the community. Right? Didn't he attack someone at some point? I'm sure he did. Well, no. What, the thing it kind of happened. He was very subtle with it. It kind of um, happened all fast. Like once he yeah, decided right. to go bad, he went. He broke bad. He did yeah. it all. And I hope everyone knows that we do full spoilers when we yeah. do these old movies because the scene where he shoots uh, Caesar is is like it's delicious. It's a fantastic, it's a great scene. scene. But it's also like Caesar. How did you not like see what was happening? He was well, a very slow reaction. Yes, I feel like you <laughs> see the gun. You see the guy. Like you think he's just hanging out in yeah, the dark well, for fun, uh, yeah, like. <laughs> like looking at you with that creepy ass face. Yeah. You know what I'm like with my little nitpicks. My minor problem with that is right. Caesar falls a long way. Like his insides are porridge. I don't care 
what you think like you didn't he say, fall into like a pool or something no he falls onto the hard ground yeah, and dead. rolls even further no i thought i thought it was more like he fell into like the the river because there's a no. waterfall no and then he had crawled out later it's not and we so high up roll. there in the cloud he falls through <laughs> the cloud and his insides porridge how he survives any longer than hitting the ground is absolute bullshit yeah, but what else what do you know what else Calling is crazy about this what the talking apes <laughs> <laughs> fucking dude <laughs> Come on, dude. You and your porridge. <laughs> like, like, I get it with like, I get it with like Liam Neeson. Yeah, for sure. But like, come on, it's a talking. Caesar's the new Liam Neeson. It's a talking so ape, dude. <laughs> Suspend your disbelief. The apes' fortune is pretty amazing. The way that yeah, it's, it's cool. Sort of like, it is cool. I do have an, a, another minor nitpick just with that. Did I say nine a nitpick? That nine or nine or minor nitpick with that. So, and, and this is one of my questions for this movie: How intelligent are these apes, really? Well, they weren't given education except for cave paintings. No, they weren't. However, so, they are supposed to be on an intelligence level similar to ours, right? That's well, they're the whole supposed point to have the ability to have an intelligence level similar, okay. similar to ours. Okay. Yeah. But if they, they clearly have, you know, control of fire, which they have in their possession at times. Possession is the wrong word. But you know what I mean? They're using fire they're, they're in their home. Sure. Why then create your whole home out of wood? Surely you can use rocks. You can use other things that are going to make it slightly less flammable. I mean, they did do some rocks. But I think it's also like, you know, we knew about fire for years and we still built our cities out of it. It's just a matter of convenience. Convenience, but also yeah. easily, and, easily could set on fire. Yeah, but they've never had that. that. They've never had out. to deal with that issue. So why would they ever think about well, it? Well, they might have a pyromaniac among them. Who knows? Yeah. Like, if they're going to evolve at the same rate. Of course, in hindsight, yes. But I mean, <laughs> I, it's just naturally that they wouldn't like. They... It's too goddamn flammable, man. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I do like the idea of making Caesar a family man as well because it gives yeah. him a lot more to fight for in this. I feel like if he was just, you know, like the single ape running around, you know, less, hit, less reality, hitting yeah. it where he needs to. Yeah. There's what's he, what's he fighting for in the end? Do you know what I mean? Like, I agree. And especially having the newborn as well. I think that's, that's a sweet little twist on his character. Very cute little. I, I mentioned cover. Gary Oldman's motivations. You've sort of really helped me understand them in this because the, the thing that really got me was I felt he was pretty one dimensional and, you know, there's some areas that you've built out here for me, but the, he's sort of, he wasn't given a lot. You're not wrong, but I, no. I think his base motivation is is meant to be the counterpoint to Koba. But then, the, the, what or I was going to say, Caesar, yeah, sorry. what I was going to say there is going. To, uh, what you say about especially stuff like the Marvel movies, for example, is like I shouldn't have to layer over all that shit. They should have made that a little bit more obvious. I'm Just not, a little bit. To me, it, it was to me it was clear. Like why he? Why else would you go to war with them? There's no reason to. It's because you're. They 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 spell it out. They're saying we need energy. We're almost out of fuel. It's desperation. Simply desperation. I just felt I felt like he's got an opportunity to, you know, even even have peace with the apes. And he just doesn't. His first instinct is to go full war. Agreed. You, you could give a little bit more context why? as to why he's so like naturally going that way. But I think that the, the, the yada yada a bit, it's like, hey, two weeks we're out of fuel. What happens then? Everyone goes crazy. Which Gosh. which kind of isn't really true. Like if we run out of fuel, we still have you know San Francisco doesn't snow. You could just light fires. Like well, I, yeah. I guess I get your point from that. I, th- I, th- I think it's I, uh, I think it's more that they actually saying that I'm ruining my own point here, but they they back that up by saying that there was chaos effectively prior to them building this little community together. So I suppose it's almost got like this fatherly love for the community for sure. Know? But like it's got to be stronger than a bit of fuel. You think completely. And the yeah. the person I liked was um Carver, who was the dude who went with Malcolm and team to oh, go and try God, and fix the dam. The worst. Who was like 
the worst stereotype. The worst. But he's also Why would like, you send that guy? But it's also because apparently the, the yada yada yeah, that well too because yeah, he had like, information on the like, only person who could fix the damn. Yeah, but yada, like yada. he was so annoying. Yeah. But like obviously a good actor because of it because I like hated him. Ugh. Yes, in like a King Joffrey way. He had totally. that. He was just like a fucking prick. And he played it really well. He was like the classic, yeah, like the prick, middle America, middle America, like bigoted. Absolutely. Yeah. Wait, who's your favorite ape? I mean, There's only one answer. Here. Rocket's pretty understated. We like Rocket. Okay. No, but the main, the best one is obviously the Rang thing. Maurice. Maurice. Thank you. Yes. Maurice is the best ape Maurice in the whole is thing. Pretty cool. And Maurice gets shot. Maurice is I was devastated. No, he lives. Yeah, yeah, no, he gets shot yeah. in the face. Oh, like yeah. he pings off a bit of his uh, giant face. His flange. Yeah. Flange. flange. <laughs> you know they grow those. <laughs> it's so too late. So they so can grow back probably. Wow. That's Once, interesting. Once they become an alpha male, they grow a flange. Well, interestingly, you will never be able to look at that orangutan again the same when you realize how much his nose looks like a butthole. Because it really fucking does. Wow. <laughs> That's highbrow shit. Uh, I really I really like the sort of progression of this movie, and I think the pacing of it really works. Like, it's not... N- none of it's too fast. None of it's too slow. It sort of builds... Yeah. A, a, and I think the action... A, a bit like the action last week, it builds at, like, a, a perfect rate. Same. And then you see, like, the big revolt. You see the apes going to try and take over the, the humans. The war was fun. The war was so good. Yeah. And it was... But it was, like, well thought out. Yeah. And, like, I feel like even though you assumed that Cobra would just be like a menace, just going and like beating shit up, like he was strategic. He would like, he, he put the humans in a cage and he, you know, took away um, Caesar's closest allies and stuff. Yeah, so yeah. I feel like he was actually a pretty good tactician. No, it was very like Roman, Roman, like Tell high me about court it. shit. Yeah. Really was. It yeah. really was. And I, and I like that. I thought the, uh, the interesting part and the bit that pushes, oh, sorry. So uh, Caesar gets fixed up by, some fucking yada yada he gets he gets better over two days after being shot and then the thing that pushes him back into action is that koba is asked for his wife and newborn child to be brought to him mm-hmm. so you're assuming he's going to do the whole you know yeah. lion Regicide, kill yeah. yeah exactly yeah regicide is that right yeah king Wolf yeah right king. Yeah. brutal yeah right just even just the thought of it yeah could you fight back from being shot to fight your nemesis that was a bit unbelievable mm. The whole final fight scene, I yeah. was a bit like, mm. yeah, and that was the only time in the whole movie I felt the CGI got a bit wonky. Mm. I was like, this is a bit. Mm. I like right up until the fight, it was really good. Right, like when they were walking right. on the cross beams, I was like, actually, this looks like some of the best of it I've right? seen. And then they started moving quickly. I know what you mean. I know what you mean. I feel like they could have downplayed that a little bit, like the bit where they were swinging from the chains. Yeah, I was much. like, this isn't fucking Tarzan. Too like, much. let's bring this in a little bit. Yeah, smaller scale works better for these films, like you saw in the first one. Yeah. And why the but separate question? Why are they nuking the building where See, everyone is? That's like, where I say that. That's where I'm like a bit absurd. That's where I'm like, what on earth, Gary Oldman's? <laughs> By the way, his name is Dreyfus in this. That's a bit. All I heard was doofus the whole time. <laughs> I was like. What is my agency? Like, why is he doing this? Like, what? Like, the apes haven't done anything to you. It's, well, I mean, they did. They overtake the colony. That's not true. But yeah, I, I, mean, I mean, like, that's blatantly like, wrong. <laughs> like, they literally killed all the humans. Uh, <laughs> and if they were the same species, might have raped them. Well, let's. But they weren't. Let's roll this back. So imprison them in a cage. I feel like in the first place, yes. the very first place, he takes a peaceful approach. You know, he does the right thing sending envoys, but not he never. This. He never went to war with them. He didn't. He's pro- you're probably right. It's annoying he didn't. Me. <laughs> like, it's annoying they, me. The apes pre-attacked. You're annoying me. You're yeah. right. Yeah. 
I don't know. It's just something about that character just doesn't make sense to me then. Like, what's his, what are his motivations? Give me three. What are you, I've already, kidding, what, do you, what do you want from me, dude? I, I just, I, I just like giving you like a number <laughs> of things to say to me. Yeah. I, I don't know. Like, I just feel like he is like a full systemic failure by him. Like every, every opportunity. Yeah. I mean, and, it, and it might not make sense. Literally. I would actually this argue just his, my feeling. I would, are you, you're allowed your feelings. Thank you. I, appreciate I would that. argue his war, his biggest failure was not killing enough apes. Well, fair enough. Yeah. Cause he let them take over. Well, also he let them take the tank, which was, yeah. <laughs> Shocking that dude that let him take the Like literally he's just standing above you. Shoot him. Yeah. Right. You just heard your mate get like freaking yada yada. Right. Like, freaking aim up. Bang, bang. Or, you know, with these things that are really good at swinging across, you know, high beams and, you know, maybe like power lines, don't just stand on top of the tank. <laughs> just fire the gun from inside. Yeah. Like, it's not that hard. Um, so anyway, so Caesar and, and Koba have a big fight at the end. Caesar somehow wins, even though he's... I suppose the, the big gash down that, they did They did helped. give you a bit of a helper, like, when the bomb went off. Yeah. Because he was losing, wasn't he? Pretty much. Yeah, before that. Yeah. He was getting his ass kicked. Honestly, every time I come up with a nitpick, they had they did they address it a bit. I feel like they're pretty good at that. Yeah, just, they are good at this in, the, in this in this trill in this series. I just about. Uh, yeah, and it effectively ends and I like the ambiguity of the ending. They're effectively sort of saying, We'll be coming. Yeah, I didn't get that because like I was kinda like part of me was like, Well, why? Well, so they'd so uh there's militaries Gar- coming, but like Gary Oldman and his little team had got the radio and they'd got in contact with another area and they were sending a military strike. Yeah, but surely like the military strike, like Well like, let's go back to the humans original are last- pretty weak, aren't they? Like, well surely we can be like, Okay, the apes left now, we're good. <laughs> like, why do we need to fucking bomb? It's like <laughs> Let's go back to last week. Uh why didn't they just wipe out the whole forest in the first place? If there were these human level intelligence apes who were pretty big threat. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> I mean, well, I mean, I think that the, the thing is, there was like the big, like the pandemic kind of became a bigger threat. Of course. Like, oh, what's that ape story? That was kind of weird, but this is a bigger deal. But now it's kind of mm. like we just got this whole briefing on how humanity's basically collapsed. Are they really going to spend their resources on the apes that have just said, hey, we're good? Bye. <laughs> like, <laughs> why would you? Out. <laughs> Peace out, guys. Anyway. It's very true. Uh, we've talked a lot about tones and themes. Is there anything that we haven't touched on? Oh, uh, dude, there's, I mean, blood bonds versus shared experience, I think is one. Yeah. You know, like what is like family? Is it like the people you, you identify with and mm-hmm. go through shared experiences mm-hmm. with, or is it the people you like, you know, are, are more like, like blood and relatives? Sure. Like, if you look at Koba and sure. uh, diplomacy versus war, man versus man, man versus nature, all that stuff. I got yeah. cutting out the rot. They obviously got rid of James Franco for this movie. Cutting out the um, they're... <laughs> Clear the swamp. Yeah, exactly, right? Uh, I, more, more in that lines, but like a true leader has to make the hard decisions. And I, ju- I feel like Caesar let, let the tribe down, you know, like he should have cut that rod out. Mm. Cut out that Cobra. Yeah. He's a bad egg. Cobra, um, not ape. Do you have three best and three worst? I do. The entirely independent human and ape storylines I've liked on their own. Like how they kind of were okay, okay. Like juxtaposed. Like one was like a very, they're both desperate for entirely different reasons. Mm-hmm. I like um, that. They were kind of opposite. And then the CGI just like next level. I got the CGI. And I think mainly just compared to last week, the tone was pretty uniform. I liked that. Mm-hmm. I didn't like mm-hmm. how he, I didn't like last week how we had this goofy kind of thing and then this like really, really thoughtful, heady thing. Yes, and, agreed. Yeah. I, that's a bit like one of mine. I've got like, the, I felt like the story was more straightforward this time. And I think that sort of, I mean, it fits exactly the same mold as in like, yeah. it, it's just a, a, a one single connected line of story whereby last week it did have that goofiness of, you know, he's a baby and then he's growing up yeah. or and then it becomes the animal. Uh, I did have the CGI as well. And I just put like, I, I really enjoyed Cobra's turn. I thought it was really nicely paced. It yeah. was 
Like you knew he was going to bag it. He looks like the bad guy. He, I mean, he literally looks. So but you, evil. I, I still was like, how? How is he going to incite the war? You know, like the framing of yeah. humans was really. I think I thought that was good. I thought he was going. to That was trick, a really good yeah. choice. Yeah. I thought he was going to trick Carver into doing something, like yeah. attacking him. You know yeah. what I mean? I yeah. thought he was going to get all like he'd shoot himself and pretend it was Carver. That did, you know what I mean? Something yeah. like that. I thought that's how he was going to incite the war. Yeah. But I thought his turn was just like really nicely yeah. built to and executed. Any worse? Um, I guess the, the one of my worst would be like the whole ending where it was just kind of like, really, we all praise Caesar again, but war is coming. And it's like, it, it kind of fell flat. I was like, what? That part. I like that. I thought it was good. It was, I don't know. I was just, I, Maybe it was bi- maybe it was just because I'm like, well, where do they go from here? It but does feel a bit like the like. It feels like we're of, exactly where we are. We're at the start. You know, you it know? feels like it feels like the end of the Death of Hallows Part One. It's yeah. like, what have we actually achieved? Yeah, here? like nothing. So there was that. The other part was for me was um, the Sun storyline. For I liked it. Didn't feel necessary, but it didn't feel entirely necessary. Yeah, agreed. The sun. Like it felt like the Sun needed something else to do other than. But I I, I didn't hate it. Unless he I guess, comes like, back just, in the next one. Yeah. I, I hope there's an arc there. Like, well, we spent a lot of time with him, and I'm not entirely sure why, because it ended up just being Caesar having to fix his mess. You know what I mean? I've got a feeling that the yeah. next one has Woody Harrelson in. It does. Oh, yeah. Nah. I'm actually pretty excited about it, yeah. I love Woody Harrelson. Same. Do you think he's, he's actually... Um... <laughs> I think it was, like, right around the same time as True Detective as well. Do you think he's actually Matthew McConaughey's uh, brother? People say that. I don't understand why they say that. <laughs> Sorry, what was your, your third one? Uh, I couldn't think of a third. Oh, okay. I've got no. a couple. My first one was Gary Oldman's bad American accent. Have to call it out. Not good. Just be your English accent. Who cares? Nobody actually cares. You could have been an immigrant. Uh, <laughs> the fact that Caesar survived that fall. Porridge. Again, I'm sorry. And how intelligent are the apes, really? Their home got set on fire like that. Come on, man. Just, just put a bit of foundation in there. A bit, bit of bricks. A <laughs> bit of anything you want. Like, yeah, like they learned in their masonry school <laughs> when they were in a fucking cage. <laughs> all right what we do now is we talk a little bit about the critical reception for the film starting off do you can you guess for me the imdb score uh, i know this seven six it is seven six let's skip on then to the rotten tomatoes percentage uh i'm gonna go 84 <sighs> actually 91 Ooh. that's pretty i mean like Ooh. all things considered i definitely preferred this to the first one and I, yeah, like the CGI is so good. The story is pretty straightforward. I can see that. I can see that. I'm right. Yeah. Rotten Tomatoes is pretty, you know, it's either high or low. It's yeah. not a lot of 70s. It's a wild west. Yeah. And finally, Letterboxd, which is, you know, all this user scores. And it's always 3.6. It's 3.6. What do you think it is? It might be 3.7. It is 3.7. <laughs> so finally, our rating system, which is, as we always say, the the internet is binary so is this better or worse than the most average movie we could think of which is and forever might be Aquaman 2018 I mean there's a lot of similarities again (laughs) we we are talking about a you know a full CGI army full CGI army a fight for the throne you're right you're right right. a desperate kingdom you're right you know all the similarities are there and I must say that this is worse better yeah me too I love how you're trying to find ways into this. That's yeah, beautiful. Gotta, you know, you got to do some Very similar. I like what you're doing there. All right, then. Do you want to make a trivia truffles to wrap uh, up? Of course, man. Love My favorite part of the day. Okay. <laughs> we're going to get it anyway. <laughs> okay. True or false, yell. There were actually three clues of the fate of Will Rodman, James Franco's character, after the event of Rise of the Planet of the Apes in this film. 
I hope false. I think that that's probably false because it's like two or something. It is two. Yeah, You're right. You know what I did? <laughs> but I want to know what they are. Uh, when Caesar returns to his house, a sign can be seen on the door with the letter X on the stoop, which usually meant in this universe that the person living there was infected with the simian flu. Uh, so it can be assumed he was one of the first to die of the plague. Also, Will's 80s era Jeep Wagoner, Wagoner, mm. whatever it says, uh, is still parked outside the front. And it's covered in vines and vegetation. Um, meaning he didn't fl- meaning he didn't flee so yeah. effectively he must have been one of the first to die from the virus. Yeah, makes sense which yeah makes sense i'm a bitch one point for you as well true or false dl the photographs of dreyfus's children as in gary oldman's are actually images of the director's real life children matt reeves true true or is that false true 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 actually false they're actually gary oldman's children so strange because those pictures looked really CGI'd. <laughs> they did. Did they not? They did actually. I if remember that. Just, that's why I said something else. Right? Right. Yeah. And that's why I, I thought you might fall for that one. Because I was like, they looked so CGI. Um, true or false DL. James Franco did not return to this film due to the public backlash to him sending inappropriate text messages to apes during the filming of the first movie. Is that true? Or is that false? I heard that he I, sent used condoms. Oh my god! <laughs> and dead rats. Yeah, and dead rats. No, that's that's ultimately true. That was Jared a, Leto in the filming of yeah, the other a, film he did. He's um, a douchebag. Screwing of the Planet of the Apes. Uh, okay, finally, in the original ending, the apes return to their forest home, pursued by a military tank. True, or is that false? Huh? Uh, uh, true. Sort of true. They're actually pursued by a military battleship. Uh, effectively, after Dreyfus blew up the tower, he said that he'd sent for the military to come after them. Uh, this is this is IMDb trivia, so it could be absolutely uh. wildly nonsense. But director Matt Reeves apparently changed the ending uh, to be more ambiguous following reactions from audiences, citing that the original ending skipped the emotional beats and should not be known in its entirety. Mm. There you go. Fair Interesting, enough. Matt Reeves trying to make it a little more ambiguous. But DL... Thank you for sticking with it. Of course, man. And thank you all for sticking with it. We do really appreciate it. We appreciate it when you come by and pass the pod to friends. We do. do. You want to wrap the show up? Five stars, baby. Give us five stars. A big thank you to Matthew Bliss for mastering and editing this week's episode. Getting all those cool sound effects, all that stuff. (laughs) If you'd like to hire someone to do cool sound effects like the ones you heard today, head to matthewbliss.net and book a consultation. I don't know how many sound effects he puts in. (laughs) Main topic theme. Yeah, he definitely puts in. There's at least one. I think Tommy's subtle, subtle shade. He wants more sound. No, I think absolutely not. If you want, it's more about how great the episode sounds, quality. To hear episodes of similar quality, I'm sure he puts in the (laughs) same amount of effort on his own podcast. Check out from my home to yours, an expat repat podcast where Matt and his wife share their experience and advice. You don't need to be an expert or repat to listen to it. It's just real nice, wholesome content. Yes, that is. Check it out, guys. If you need a master for your podcast. A podcast master. He sounds like he's in the circus. Uh, he's the best, man. He is. <laughs> he's the one you want. So, um, DL. Yes, man. Thanks for sticking with it. Of course, man. Thank you, Tommy. And until next time, tell you. Latest Gators. <laughs>